This episode is brought to you by Snapple. Want to know another Snapple fact? The first hot air balloon passengers were a sheep, a duck, and a rooster. Ridiculous. Check out Snapple.com to find ridiculously flavored Snapple near you. I am happy to report that the spell Erica Jane had on me has been broken. Same. It's like, I feel like in Little Mermaid, when she gets her voice back, <laughs> she's like, ah, like, I feel like that. Like, I'm like, ha, ah, the Wicked Witch is no longer in my head or the Ursula or whatever. I'm like yes. mixing up Disneyland, Disney so, things. <laughs> so many Disney references. So many Disney references. Because watching Housewife and the Hustler, I was like, oh, that's right. Yeah. <laughs> that's right. I just literally finished it right before this recording because I was dragging my feet because I was was like I wanted to be ignorant for as long as I could. I literally I literally messaged uh Emily and was like I'm scared. I'm scared to watch. And I was like, "Why? Don't isn't it more uncomfortable liking her?" It you know, it it became but it became comfortable. It became com- yeah, it became what we knew. I was uncomfortable and then it became comfortable and now I'm like I so I watched so I when I watched the uh the episode I hadn't seen it. So now recapping it, it's going to bubble me up. Yes. Ex- yeah. Yeah. It changed. It changes it everything. It changes everything. <laughs> she, was, she, had a, she, had a, she had it going for her, really. She did. We all. Um, I'm we actually are, We off. do have short-term memories uh, as, a, as a Bravo fandom. We don't, like, remember things very well. If it's not happening right now, we, we're over it. Yeah. This reminded we have to be. me. Exactly. We have to be. Otherwise, we'll go crazy. So, yeah. well, she's yeah. fucked now. I'm fucking pissed. I'm she, fucking like, pissed really that they already re- filmed the reunion, too. Yeah. It really actually made me mad. Yeah! Um, okay, let's let's actually start with Miami, though. Okay. Because I feel like the Housewife and the Hustler plus Beverly Hills is, like, complicated now. Yes. yes. It's complicated. It's so complicated. <laughs> Lisa's going to go back early because she wants, she doesn't trust that Lenny will sign things. I kind of think that's the I way agree. to go. <laughs> I, I, I would I, not that trust was Lenny with things. <laughs> no. yeah. I, I believe he would do some shit like that. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Nicole comes in and we don't get a lot of glimpses. Oh my God, my mic just turned down. We don't get a lot of glimpses. Oh, I thought of, that was my ears. I literally thought I was going deaf. I swear to God, I wasn't going to say anything. I was just going to live in that. You're gonna, yeah, but no, is it better now? Oh, yeah, it is. But I thought That's it was so me. weird. It's just like, <laughs> I don't know what this, all right. Um, we don't get a lot of info on her, on Lisa's family. We just know that she's got a strained relationship with them. So when Nicole asks about her support system, she says her mom is coming in from Canada, but she's very, basically she's very conservative and like prim and proper if you will and you had lisa out here working at like hooters and stuff so they were probably like you hussy it's probably one of those situations i'm guessing but the way she describes why she leaves home she's like i left home at 16 because it was a very uncomfortable childhood it was that's very careful very careful in how she says that always has always has been then at 18, so she she moves out at 16. She meets a guy and then gets taken in by his family. And then at 18, she moved in with another guy she was dating. So she realizes maybe it's my daddy issues. I always felt protected by them. I'm like, okay. Yeah. Progress. 
I guess. Um, but Nicole brings up her dad wanting to have more children, which is just a reminder that it's going to be sad when he passes. He, though, although he should not have had more children. Yes, it's. I'm happy that he did not because again, he was old. It's like I don't know. Like I just think it's kind of unfair to a child mm-hmm, mm-hmm, to like mm-hmm. not like I'm not saying you can't have like kids later in life, but like when it's that late in life, I think it's a, a little unfair because then. That's like a lot of trauma for a kid to just mm-hmm. be like scared to lose their parent at yeah. any moment. Especially since he's so unhealthy too. Right. Like I'm scared to lose like, I, like you know what I mean? I'm a full adult. Like, <laughs> <laughs> like I don't want my, I'm yes. like, my, my yes. mommy. <laughs> totally. And you know he wouldn't have taken care of that kid. You know he would have yeah. just been out running around. We saw how he answered when she's like, are you guys monogamous? And he was like, whoa, whoa, whoa. yeah, no, so you want a kid? Need to have kids. No, that was not the way to go. And he has small ones already. Yeah, right? What? Yeah. No, no. Okay, Gertie is sick with a cough. Oh, no. Oh, no. Very scary. The rest of the women, though, they meet in the hotel lobby. And Kiki, Kiki does not let there be too much tension with Lisa. She goes up, hugs her, hello. And then they pipe in her confessional where she says, hopefully she recognizes that she did something wrong and she'll apologize. (laughs) I, I, the conversation went better than I predicted, but it's mainly because Kiki like let her off the hook. They're all kind of just like letting her off the hook until this is finalized, I think. Yeah. I, I thought that was so big of Kiki to, to like, and I feel bad because I feel like that is Kiki's. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, Achilles' mm-hmm. heel, like she's mm-hmm. very much always willing to just put brush things in under the rug, and I feel like it's unfair. Unfair because she needs her own show. She, <laughs> she does. She's she like her, her own, own entity. She's so fascinating. Yeah. We also just want to give her more money. Help yes. hook her up. Let's get her flourishing, flourishing. Yeah. On the buses, uh. The two, they didn't need two buses, so I was impressed that they gave them two buses because then we got some real tea. So Alexia, Larsa, Marisol, and Kiki are on one bus, and they all they all shamelessly talk about how selfish Lisa is. Yeah, like this I, I did. This has been something that's been a thought for a while, even before yeah. money. Clearly, yeah. Marisol told Lisa she was doing a vow renewal, and Lisa goes, "Wait, who are we talking about?" Steve. It's so horrible. Like she's just so self indulgent. It's so annoying. How do you even ask that? Like, the one person she's been with for years? Uh, When Kiki last week said, can you even name my kids? I love that that's like the new thing for Housewives. Gina, what are my kids' names? (laughs) Oh, Shannon was was owned in that room. She was, I think she got one. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Uh, Kiki and Lisa talk when they get to the Marquetta, and they make up pretty easily. But again- it's, you know, whatever. But Lisa Lisa doesn't really seem remorseful, though. Like, in her confessional, which is filmed way later, in right. when she had some hindsight, yeah. she's like, you know, I'm going through a lot, and, you know, if I'm yelling at these women, well, it's just a casualty of what I'm going through. It, no. That's very Lala when her dad died. Yeah. Yeah. And that's Lala in anything, honestly, which is what fucking frustrates me about that bitch. Totally. (laughs) It is Lala in anything. No, because like, I'm sorry. Sorry. Really quickly. Like, I need her to be exposed because she does that constantly. She says what she wants to say. And then she'll be like, she gets to, she'll like 
have like some hindsight and it's all all forgiven. I don't like that. She does that all the fucking time and I hate that shit. She says, send it to Daryl. Oh, but you know, I don't want her to be alone. I don't like that shit. Like, stop it. She's that kind of person who gets you all riled up too. Yes. Then behind your back, behind everyone's back, she goes and like makes up with the person. Yes. It's, and you're like, I'm really, what? like, it's really you? been frustrating. And she's really good at doing it. Sheena is not. <laughs> but I'm fucking hip to it and I'm, tr- I'm trying to expose her and I'm not having it. I'm not fucking having it. You know, she's not listening, to, watching, or, uh, uh, looking at feedback, she said on her podcast for the sh- the season, she's actively staying off the internet. I'm like, I get that, I get it, but I that makes me know that it's, she's gonna be annoying because mm-hmm. she already she's if she is preemptively not going on the internet, I already know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I know <laughs> she she definitely is anticipating that. She she has said repeatedly that this is a weird season to film. Yes, so she knows that. What that what what that translates to is that she does some stuff she knows we're not gonna love, right? Right. But it's like because it was weird for her. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I yeah. think she I think she put on a producer hat this season, and I think she was like, "Oh, I'm gonna make this season really good, and even if it's like going, even against, if I'm not the most popular one, right?" And I think that she's regretting it in hindsight because I don't think she it played out the way she thought it would. Yeah, because. Or she, the way she demands people, not de, she doesn't demand it, but she just is so passionate. Right. And matter and matter of fact, and this is the only way to go and all that yes. kind of stuff. And yeah. Almost always backtracks it. Yes. That's, thank you. You're saying everything in my mind because it's like going a, m- a million miles mm-hmm. when she triggers me. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I like that Lala triggers you, actually. She does, because it's like I see what she's doing, and it pisses me off. And I'm like, sometimes I can't articulate what I'm seeing. Mm-hmm. Thank you. That it's, was a complica- exactly- it's a complicated season. Yeah. Gertie is, so- Gertie is so sick she can't do dinner either. Like, how is she even going to get home? I was very concerned. Do they let sick yeah. people on flights? Like, I'm not even sure how – I that made me panic. Yeah. Um, Kiki and Marisol brought a bunch of dildos for the last dinner and I need to know, did they pack them or did they buy them there? Cause I want to, like, I want to know what TSA <laughs> was like, like, why is there they so prob- many They've seen it all, I'm sure, but it's still, they're like, uh, whose bag is this? We have to search it. Yeah, like, I'm going to expose all your dildos exactly. for like, everybody. Is this yours? Is this yours? <laughs> How about this? This black one. This is not regulated. It's too big. This one's, yeah, exactly. This one is definitely a weapon. Mm-hmm. is throwing some sort of like, here's my tequila, a Lujo tequila. She has spent $800,000 already. So Damn. this shit needs to a work. Okay. Damn. This a lot of OnlyFans needs- subscriptions. Yeah. <laughs> At the tequila event, Marisol is, they're doing like they're tasting. Marisol can't even wait until it's done. She has to go order her vo- her vodka drink. I'm like, you can take it down a notch. So Alexia is going, but she's remember she's still kind of miffed because her and Larsa got into their whole thing, and Larsa said, "I don't have a Todd." Alexia's confessional it's giving like battle of the privileged kept women <laughs> because she's like, uh, "You are getting half of Scotty's retirement, though, right?" Yeah, it's like you guys are battling over whose life is slightly harder. Yeah, because it's neither neither is as hard. Yes, exactly. So we're clear. 
that's why it's like really hard for me to be because because Lisa is acting the way she's acting. It's like at the end of the day, you're gonna get a good little yeah. setup. So like, I know I'm not I'm not saying that Lenny is not making it easy, but like also relax. <laughs> yeah. So then, but Larsa thinks she can sneak this in here and Alexia is like going to be over it too. But Alexia doesn't give it to her. Larsa's like, Alexia, I know we butted heads. And she's like, you butted heads with me. I wasn't butting heads with you. And Larsa's like, no, no, I know. I just really wanted you to support me on this because I worked really hard. And Alexia goes, we all work very hard. <laughs> I also was like, well, you do? Like what? Like oh, what do I don't, you do? I don't know. And that's, you guys, you, but she travels a lot. Like Alexia and Todd are always on a vacation. Yeah. So, like, again, what do you do? Uh, yeah, I, I don't. What does she? Like, I, honestly, though, I, I think Larsa does work harder than Alexia. Like, mm-hmm. OnlyFans is, a, like, it, like, you, like, that, for her little, you know, kingdom that she's created on that platform, like, that's a lot of work. Mm-hmm. So, like, but no, Alexia. that's not. Alexia and her confessionals throw some shade about how Larsa's always trying to act like she's the hustler and she's a businesswoman or whatever. So, Larsa was not having either Alexia or um, Kiki. So she posted to her stories, I work really hard. I gifted my friends diamond necklaces, and instead of appreciating the thought, they talked trash. Unbelievable. I'm a giver. What have you ever given me besides BS? At Alexia, at Kiki. And then uh, she shows a a post that Kiki did with her necklace, but tagged another jeweler, jeweler. And it says, and maybe don't rock my necklace giving credit to another jeweler. Jeweler, That would be nice, Kiki. Yeah. So then Kiki responded. It's a Chelsea Handler quote. It's been my experience that people who make proclamations about themselves are usually the opposite of what they claim to be. (laughs) Yes, a hard worker like we all are. Yes, a good friend, as you keep having to remind us. That was Kiki. And then Kiki explains, the other jewelry was a business deal. I had to eat crickets for my tequila logo necklace. Yeah. Damn. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They've already filmed the reunion. Now, as as we know by now, right, Larsa is engaged to Marcus. So is it – so is that what that means? I mean, I guess. I'm annoyed. Oh, see, I hope I hope that this is like a constant on again, off again, where they do like, okay, they're back in the day before, you know, social media was what it was. People used to do some shit on their Facebook pages. Like they used to have like people would post some predict like, okay, maybe not people, someone I knew. (laughs) There was this girl, woman I knew who always had really tumultuous relationships and she would let it play out on Facebook. Like, oh, I remember things like she posts things like, what would you do if your man was out talking to women all night long and not calling you back and whatever, whatever. And then he would reply in the comments and there would be like a comment war and other people would be stepping in like, guys, chill out, maybe take it down a notch. <laughs> so no, I Facebook lived. used to be messy back in the day. Like Facebook so is like fun. a great site now. No one does yeah. anything on it. It's yeah. just a time capsule at this point. Mm-hmm. But Oops. damn, like you, when you had something to say, if you had mm-hmm. something on your mind, if you want some, if you wanted to do some like subliminal messages to people. Uh-huh. That your little like what what's that called like whatever a way message 
yeah, like whatever that was, you'd be like, Piaget is pissed off right now. Like, uh-huh. remember tomorrow, had is? tomorrow will be a better day. Yeah, like I would be doing some like cringy subliminal like fucking messages. I remember like I I used to be really cringy. Um, I would like say some stuff like trying to like like if I was like having something with a guy or whatever, some like sub things, and then they would message like, "Is this about me?" No. Ooh. <laughs> the fact that they would know. absolutely, absolutely, is about you. You're like, no, it's not about you. Not it's about, about you. Someone else that I'm talking to, other actually. person that I don't even know your name anymore. Like, who are you? Um, <laughs> so but crazy. yeah, so Larsa and Marcus, like, they de- she deletes all the pictures with Marcus, and then she posts in her stories. Would you? Should your friends unfollow your ex? Two days later, <laughs> it looks like they're engaged. I want to know if Michael's showing up for the wedding. I hope they keep I hope they keep breaking. And we've heard that Marcus has some sort of rant. He gets upset with what the women are saying oh. uh, at the reunion. And he has some sort of like explosion with Andy. And he's like, with talking. Andy? Mm-hmm. He says he's about says some shit about the women. <gasps> oh yeah. no. And so on Watch What Happens Live, which we will get to because it is unhinged, uh, Adriana and Julia maybe said, oh, that's what it was. Uh, Andy's like, so, so did, were you guys surprised about Marcus? This is when they were broken up because it was like a day and they just happened right. to be there. Yeah. Uh, are you guys surprised about Marcus and uh, Larsa? And they were like, well, no. I mean, we also we're going to find out at the reunion about something that he said to you. And Andy got all weird because clearly he was like, this is a surprise. It's supposed to be a surprise. He was like, OK, yes, yes. Uh-huh. Yeah. No, no. Yeah. We, we uh huh. Like he basically tells them to be quiet in the only the way Andy can. Right. Because he doesn't want to say, like, we're saving it. But then he's like, yes, yes, something happens. Then it gets leaked like the next day, probably because everyone was like, what was that about? Yeah. That he has some sort of big blow up about the women that will they will change their it will change their opinion of mm. him. Mm. Hmm. So also, have they filmed the Traders reunion yet? No. OK. I know. I'm very excited for that, too. But I mean, they're back together. They're back together. So. This is just well. I he's just, not getting his for more. inheritance then. So. Well, but he did post with his dad the day that they broke up. I know because his dad was like, "Great, you get your inheritance." And now, it's oh, yeah, that's on. you think it was. You think it was like that? I do. I do not think Michael is giving him any money. He's Michael seems petty like that, which I agree with. And I think that he's like, "Well, yeah, you do whatever the fuck you want. You're just not getting my money to do it." That's fine. Ooh, okay, I hope it's like that. I hope I it goes back do. and forth, back and forth like this. I kind of do. I want it to be, I want it to get that messy. I want it to yeah. be disinherited. Because like with Larsa, I don't feel bad for her. You no, know, it's I not like either. when, it's not like, you know, oh, how sad. I'm just like, oh, drama. And then if it, they get back together, I'm like, even better. And I really don't have to feel bad. So when it and keeps remember, happening. remember, she has those eggs. She those, has those eggs. She has those eggs, guys. And yeah. So that could turn up the drama. A little bit. Yeah. So I hope it just continues like petty as hell on social media. Oh, my God. she gets media. those eggs fertilized before the next breakup. Me too. Me too. So she could be like, I have your baby. Here's hoping for a Pippin Jordan lineup. Yeah. I know, right? It's like, it's kind of crazy. <laughs> like, you kind of just need to do it, guys. I know. For the story. Do it for the drama. Do it for the drama. Although it's not like she is a Pippin. But she will have Pippins. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, exactly. She, she, she already she has, has Pippins. Mm-hmm. Then she'll have Jordans. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I and one of the Pippins is playing basketball. And then the future Jordan is going to play basketball. Okay. And she can pick if it's going to be a boy too, because it's 
eggs. Can you pick that? Yeah, you can absolutely. Yeah, oh, you, they can, you can tell that it's the boy one. Yep, you can tell. You can tell. Like, yeah, but there are people like, oh, like I have like three girl embryos and three. Yeah, you can absolutely pick. That's like that's like uh, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Huh? Yes, science. Okay. Um, the neck. By the way, the necklace with the logo on it is hideous. <laughs> It looks so stupid. It looks like a vagina. <laughs> so, Maybe it's her vagina. <laughs> I don't. I was like, "That's her logo." I wouldn't want that on a damn necklace either. Okay, it's dinner time. Um, they reflect on how far they've come from last year when they were sitting at separate tables, and I kind of forgot just like how bad that was. Larsa goes, "Let's play a game where we pick a good quality from each other that the we'd like to have." And Adriana is fucking messy. And she says, I know Larsa, Marcus. Now, on Watch What Happens Live, someone calls in. Uh, it's Julianne, It's Julia and Adriana. Someone calls in, and the question is, do you think Adriana went too far when she said she would go for Marcus? And Julia's like, oh, she was kidding. She was kidding. She was kidding. And Adriana was unhinged on Watch What Happens Live. And so she's like, I don't know. Maybe I manifested this. And then Andy tries to get her out of trouble. And he goes, you're you're kidding. Like, you wouldn't really go for Marcus. And she goes, he's hot. Adriana. And Julia's like, no, no. She keeps trying to get her to shut up, but she won't. Adriana's messy. I, I didn't watch that, but I saw a clip. Didn't she say there's something in the audience? She Oh, she, yes. We'll get to it. Okay. We will get okay. to her full extent of crazy. Okay, I didn't. I think you're gonna have to fill me in because I didn't even really see. She's all. She was unhinged. <laughs> um, Julia, though, at this dinner is not. I I respect her for this. She is not letting Larsa get off the hook mm. because Julia goes. Do you ever get jealous to Larsa? And she goes, No. Of course, she's like, No, never. And then Julia goes, And the relationship with Michael is good. All good with the dad. He's totally open. And Larsa's like. Her answer is great. I mean, I posted a picture of us today and his mom commented on it and gave us three hearts. So then Marisol and Alexia go into weird like yes men behavior. And they're like, well, the mom, that's good. Yeah, I feel like the mom is more important than the dad. But then Julia goes, what about the dad? (laughs) I appreciate the digging. Uh Uh-huh. And Lars is like, I mean, his dad is cool. His dad is fine. Ooh, we, we don't believe you. We don't believe you. I want to know more about Lars's history with Michael. Because obviously, she's met him before. Exactly. I want to know, like, have even before the whole Marcus thing, like, did they have a relationship? Did they, a friendly one? Did he, like, what? I need more. I need so much more information. <laughs> so much more information. Um, okay, they're back in Miami now. Alexia takes Frankie to the Des Moines Foundation and... I can tell this founder, uh, Lily, does not like Alexia because Alexia's like, so I just want to let you know that I talked to Peter and he was like, I cannot believe you're going to put my brother in an Uber. So we're going to get a driver for him. And she's like, great. I think it's important, though, that as a family, you guys move towards Frankie's independence. And she's like, OK, yeah, you can tell she's not really paying attention. Yeah. Um, but then Alexia admits that she had, they resentfully took the apartment that we saw them tour. Mm-hmm. And they did not like that. And she goes, it was just the best option. We were running out of time. Yikes. Proving kind of there's some nefarious shit going on. Yeah. 
Absolutely. Right? But then Lily has to basically kick Alexia out. Like, she's like, bye, Frankie. It won't stop. And Lily's like, okay, thank you. And she goes, next time, don't come in, please. (laughs) Alexia just kind of looks at her, though, like, I'm going to cut you in the parking lot. Don't say that to me again. (laughs) Nothing face. Alexia's talking about going to eat at the restaurant Frankie works at. And she's like, no. If he gets a job, you don't go eat at the restaurant. Yeah. And that's so distracting for him. Yeah. Lisa and Jody hang. This is such a weird connection. Apparently, apparently, Lenny is going to build a fucking mansion now. I don't know what the hell, what stipulations are we not getting here? Because it seems too good to be true. Mm -hmm. But apparently you can go online and pick like plans other people have come up with, like from a designer or something. I'm not even sure. And if he happened to pick the one, it was Jody's house. Jody had gone to... Put in how he wanted to design something. He worked with a designer. It's in some database that you can pull from. And Lenny just happened to pick. Totally did not know this was Jody's house. Jody's design. <laughs> Isn't that crazy? That is weird. Of is Miami houses. just that small? Where I, I, like- I know, right? Okay. I guess. Um, Nicole meets her dad and his girlfriend. And she's actually very smart. She brings Nicole a gift. Yeah, and it's her smart. skincare line. Mm. I know. It's like, ah, oh, of course it is. Cool. I wouldn't love it. I'd be like, oh, so you're trying to hawk that online. Uh. That's what it felt like. That's what it felt like. Uh, so they have their lunch and it's fine. Whatever. Julia and Alexia hang at this petting zoo and Adriana FaceTimes. Adriana's like, okay, blah, blah, blah. Emilio's throwing me a party for the single. Have you guys seen the video of Michael Jordan? <laughs> She's going to be not <laughs> She's eating. like, we got through it. Okay. Now the part that fucking matters. <laughs> I mean, honestly, I wouldn't even have been able to sit on that for no. like even a second. And so messy ass Adriana cannot wait. She gets she's got got lucky and got invited to play pickleball with Larsa and Kiki. She's like, fuck, yes. So they finish playing pickleball and then Larsa starts telling. Now, mind you, this is so Larsa. If you know, like if your friend has just had that happen, like where Michael Jordan was like, no, whatever. You know, that's all we're thinking of. Right. So instead, Larsa has to do what she does. And she's like, talk about how Marcus said she'd make a great wife. And then they're like, oh, that's cute. But Kiki goes, you're all over the press. <laughs> Adriana has her pull up the video and they up. watch it right there. My like my, my favorite part is like <laughs> them trying to get it to rotate the correct way while like I can just feel Larsa being like <sighs> <laughs> they would not let up they had to watch it with her. But Adriana gives such savage confessionals. I think she forgets what she says in confessionals because she'll say some crazy savage stuff and then be like, oh, we're friends now. And I'm like, they're going to get so mad at you come the reunion. Yeah. Because she's like, Larsa deflects like, this isn't really happening because I'm doing this little Kardashian voice. (laughs) I mean, it's accurate. It's so true. So true. Kiki, she tried so hard to like pivot and it just wasn't. Oh, at a Larsa certain tried. point, she, she had tried. to just give in. <laughs> Kiki straight up goes, I'm just like, who's lying? God damn. <laughs> you guys did not give a fuck about this. And Why did Larsa, Larsa agree to, to go to pickleball with I these two people? I was just going to say, I mean, Kiki, fine. But Adriana, you know she's going to be so messy. Larsa snaps. She's like, I don't want to talk about him. 
And she's like, I think, you know, in her confessional, she says, Marcus should be the one to talk about his dad. But then in her confessional, she also says literally what Lisa said last week. She goes, I don't want to feel like I'm on trial with my friends. That's literally what Lisa said. She's like, I have trial on Monday. I don't want to feel like I'm on trial here. Yeah, that's like they're just trading sound bites at this point. Okay. Maybe just asking you questions. Right. Okay, so watch what happens live. I don't know if Adriana was drunk or what, but she was like, I'm going to make a splash. Because she was, I mean, she's, she, it, I said this to my friend recently. She's eccentric. Yeah. You know what I mean? And that's like a word that's used kind of to, as an insult sometimes. And that's sort yeah. of how I mean to use it. Where you're like, like when she did the letter to Marisol's liver, it's like, what? That's like very, so like she was in that mode. And Andy wasn't loving it. I can tell he he Andy thinks Julia is so cool because he thinks Martina is so cool. Yeah. So he kind of like fawns over her. But Adriana was just confusing him and he didn't know what to do with her. Yeah. Um. So one of the viewer questions for Julia is about, you know, would you get with was it too far or whatever? And so that's when she's like, I'd get with Marcus. He's hot. That whole thing. So we're already off to a very crazy start there. Like to do that, like really? She's like, I'll be the villain. Whatever gets me sound bites and picked up in the media right. tomorrow, like that's what I'm going to give you is what it felt like, right? Yeah. Uh, then there's a viewer question on their thoughts on what Lisa said on the gondola. And Julia kind of skirts around it um, and says, Lisa didn't have bad intentions. And then Andy goes, man, that gondola ride was a lot. And Adriana goes, it's an example of why unscripted is better than scripted. And Andy, Andy was like, truth is stranger than fiction. And she goes, well said, Andy, you and Oscar Wilde. And he goes, "What? wait, what about Oscar Wilde? My favorite as you. <laughs> and he's like, are you comparing me to Oscar Wilde? I am. And he's a genius. And Andy goes, well, yes, but he was a major bitch as well. And then she goes, well, and then she starts cracking herself up before she even gets it out. She goes, if the shoe fits, like laughing, whatever. And Andy's like, all right. They just keep it going. It's it's all over the place. It's all over the fucking place. And when Andy is annoyed, it's like, like, I feel it's that's one of the worst parts of watch what happens live. When you can tell Andy's annoyed, it's like, um, stop making him mad. I hate it. I hate it. I know, like, for a minute there, I was like, Andy might need to, like, not be doing this show because mm-hmm. he was, like, I, he was had a string of, mm-hmm. like, just being so impatient with callers. I was like, relax, Andy, please. I do think we need to tighten it up with callers. I, I mean, miss the days when people would come on and be like, what's your question? Hey, my question is for so-and-so. And then just do it. Because now people, like, have a bit planned. Absolutely. I, do, I, I definitely think that we should keep and it Andy's tight. And going to kill people for that, yeah. I know, yeah, and yeah, and then the the lagging because they're then yeah. yes, it's like I hate when they go to the callers. I'm like, stop doing these. these I know so that's why I n- honestly would never call in because I also am just too scared that I would fuck up. I'd fuck up, and Andy's gonna give me that look and make me feel weird, and I'm gonna just hang up. I feel like I would just be so quick because I don't want to be mad. Uh-huh. Like, Hi, be- I, th- my question is for uh, Tom Sandoval. Uh-huh. Why are you m- reading rude? it? Reading it. <laughs> Reading it directly <laughs> off of it and then putting it down and then being like, <sighs> <laughs> I'm the same way. He, he, do, he does intimidate like that. Okay, so Adriana then at one point very haphazardly announces, we're going to do a show, a night with the besties. 
and everyone, Andy goes, okay, great. He <laughs> doesn't really know exactly what we're getting. And then Adriana goes, actually, I have another announcement. And Andy's like, okay. He literally, like, he puts his thing like this. He's like, mm-hmm, please tell me. Like, his fist under his chin. Like, please go ahead. Oh, no. And that's when she goes, Kyle isn't the only one with a friend. <laughs> Gets up and asks this woman who's in the audience if she would be her valentine. This woman is like, we did not discuss this ahead of time. And she doesn't know them? No, she knows her, but I don't okay. think she thought this was happening. Okay. And then, so she goes up, and Andy is watching, and so she, as she's walking back, he's like, are you seeing her? And she goes, perhaps. And Andy goes, okay, well, it sounds like you just asked her to be your Valentine. I did. Okay, and she accepted. She did. Who is she? She's a good friend. And then Andy's like, he's like, okay, very good. And then he starts to move on, but at the same time, Adriana's going... And she, and as he goes, time for Watch What Happens 5, you hear her go, likes girls. It's like she needed everyone to, she's like, I don't know if everyone's getting it. I'm a lesbian. Are we all understanding that? Is the audience getting it? It's like, yes, we got it. We to, She's so like, I can do this too. Kyle Richards isn't the only one. But as someone but pointed like- out, someone pointed out on um I think Instagram. They're like, the difference is Kyle was married. So there's like a scandal to it. Like in this case, we don't give a shit if Adriana's dating a woman because right. she's single. So it's like, okay. Like that's not the salacious part about <laughs> being a le- – like no. That's – we – She's so stupid. She's so stupid. And it's like really – if I was Julia, 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 I would be like, that's weird that you're just trying to like use being a lesbian. Oh, for, like- Julia looked like she wanted to leave the stage. She, her body language, she was like, her body was positioned far and farther and farther away. She did not. I mean, Julia would know. She looked confused. Like, she's like, oh, really? I didn't know it was like that with her. She's not a lesbian and that's annoying. And then like later, I feel that woman was like, you didn't tell me that was going to happen. She's like, I know, but it's going to get some good buzz tomorrow. And then when they ask her about it, she's like, I don't know. Like, okay. Adriana's like the adult Sheena. Oh my God. Never be an adult. Like, what is it going to be like when Sheena is 65, 70 years old? When she screamed into that microphone, uh, <laughs> emo, I get lost in my shit. <laughs> I don't want to hear gold, good as golden any more iterations. Uh-uh. Okay. I'm done don't with that fucking ideas. song. ideas. Don't get any I ideas. I just want to be like Gwen Stefani or and Fergie. Fergie. They still can sing, bitch. Well, you know also, that, right? Also, they are pop stars. Like, she's like, I didn't want to be a pop star. I'm like, they're still considered, I would consider them pop stars. But also, of course, she's like, I wanted to be like with my band, with my guys. I'm like, of what? course you want to be with a band full of guys who are now forced to hang out with you and make you their lead singer. Exactly. Of like, course that's what she, she wanted. She's not only trying to steal James's bit with the DJing, she's also trying to steal Tom's bit with getting a fucking band. Like, it's... <laughs> be, she is the most unoriginal bitch I've ever met in my... Well, I've never met her. Thought I've met in my life. Felt like, <laughs> like a parasocial relationship with. Oh, <laughs> God. The adult Sheena. That was epic read. Epic read. 
This episode is brought to you by Wild Grain. Wild Grain is the first ever bake from frozen subscription box for sourdough breads, fresh pastas, and artisanal pastries. Every item bakes from frozen in 25 minutes or less. No thawing required. That's huge. The team at Wild Grain just sent me a new box. So much delicious stuff inside. Let me tell you about it. The croissants. Hands down, the best croissant I've ever eaten in my entire life. No doubt about it. They also gave me the pastas that they're known for. Super easy. There's no thawing required. That's happened a lot where I've gotten subscription boxes that are frozen and you have to thaw it out. I don't think ahead. And you can now fully customize your wild grain box so you can get any combination of breads, pastas, and pastries that you like. And if you want a box of all bread, all pasta, or all pastries, you can have that. Plus, for a limited time, you can get $30 off your first box, plus free croissants in every box. When you go to wildgrain.com slash she speaks to start your subscription, you heard me. Free croissants in every box and $30 off your first box when you go to wildgrain.com slash she speaks. That's wildgrain.com slash she speaks, or you can use promo code she speaks at checkout. Okay. Now that we've got Miami out of the way, I need to slip into Housewife and the Hustler. <laughs> Not slip in. <laughs> I got to slip in. I got to like get into the – because it was uh, – <laughs> It's not good. It was crazy. Like it not good like, – like it was a good documentary, but it was just like not good for Erica. She should never have agreed to do this. And – okay. So I have so many thoughts. Okay. So I'm going to play – the opening scene of when she walks in. Now, for <laughs> you guys on YouTube, I'm sorry. I'm not going to be able to leave it in. So you're going to hear me prep this and then be like, it's gone because YouTube keeps stealing my monetization possibilities. I am at sort of a loss for what to say because we um, have had such a... been standing on the opposite sides of a lot of things. Yeah. So I don't know if there's anything that you'd like to say or ask or... Well, I, I don't know who, if, who you know of uh, the victims, if you know our names. Um, do, do you know anything about us? Not really, to be perfectly honest. Did you see the documentary? The Housewife and the House Thing? I did. I watched it. It was a couple of years ago. So explain to me or remind me what happened to you. Girl. That was a really great way to enter into the uh -huh. documentary though. It's like, did she have, did they tell her to queue it up like that? Cause it was a really great segue. <laughs> I know. I, I, th I thought the same thing. Like, did they say you have to get that in there? Yeah. So that we can, the fact that she, <sighs> She's had all this opportunity to learn about these victims. Yeah. This is the thing. Erica's not shocked that there are victims of Tom Girardi. If you are a genuinely shocked person over something that should be horrifying. Right. She would have done met these victims already. Yeah. She would have. She would have met them because she would have been like, I'm so sorry. I had no idea. My entire life has been bought on stolen Client money. Right. 
Because at this point, it has. Yes, completely. It's everything like the- in your fucking life stolen. Did you? Okay. I found it very interesting that we didn't have her meet with like direct victim. Does that make sense? Like, like the guy who, um, like Joe Rui yeah. Gomez. I almost feel like she was like, I don't want to meet with like those people because, like, I feel like he would have been a lot more intense. Does that make sense? I I felt like she she did not get to like I don't know I feel like if she met with Joe she would it would have been she would they would have been going toe to toe because Joe ain't Joe ain't playing he he ain't playing she would, she would have like punched him in the face yeah she has she would have been like fuck you and your stupid burns I know like I honestly it just really kind of really disgusted me how she kept on saying we're all victims uh uh-uh. like, it didn't. That make you feel like I felt so uncomfortable. Hold on. What she says is, and it's so fucking rude. uh, She goes, um, it's, I call it the Erica chamber. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, She goes, they go, Erica, why did it take you so long? She says, no one has ever asked me to do it, which is just, I know. It was just like, no one's ever asked you to do it because whatever. Uh, But then she goes, I trusted Tom as you trusted Tom. So we're both victims of Tom. I'm like, what the fuck? It didn't that didn't that piss you off? Because I was like, oh, so you are kind of like backhandedly blaming them. Like you trusted him, so why should not? Like it was definitely that. that. I trusted Tom as you did. Remember that? How you guys trusted him? I felt so so bad. You still haven't paid attention. I felt so bad for them because I felt I could feel them trying their best to. Mm To, you know, to hold her accountable and get real answers from her. And I could feel them retreating because it was like she just was be so cold. And um, I just felt I just really felt bad for them. I felt bad for them. What he was what he was running. And I'm going to go through the whole thing. But what he was running was a full on organized organized crime situation. (laughs) It was absolutely cover ups and whatever. And everyone was benefiting from it. And so they all just like looked the other way. Mm -hmm. Uh, And that's why Erica is she's not surprised that there are victims because I have a feeling if he's been doing this since the 80s, she knows how Tom operates and she kind of co-signs it. Yeah. He maybe he gets himself into sticky situation, but he always gets himself out of it. He knows how to work the law. He knows how yeah. to benefit it to his face, like all that kind of shit. Yeah, it's like that's how you guys ran shit in your lives. Mm-hmm. Is this like this is what I want? I'm gonna get it. The rules don't apply to me because I know the law so well that I can manipulate it to my advantage. That's why she's always like, by the law, we need this to be handled in a court of law because yeah. she's used to the law being like whatever outcome we want. Right. I feel like that's what pisses me off so much because it's like that's that's her whole that's her whole mentality. It's like, well, if he was smart enough to figure out how to maneuver, even if it's like not morally right, if it's by law still correct, that's all that matters. And that's not all that matters Mm -hmm. at all. Mm -hmm. Like, like he learned the law for the loopholes. Right. 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 Yeah. I just also think it's so ironic that he's like obviously the the lawyer that was a part of the the Aaron Brockovich thing, and he is he did the same fucking thing. That's mm-hmm. the irony. Mm-hmm. 
Okay, so the LA Times reporters, these are the guys, these are the people that have been putting out all of the LA Times articles. Matt Hamilton and Harriet Ryan. I did love uh sorry, I feel bad because it just shows how trash we are as a society. But when Harriet Ryan put out the article and it was talked about on on uh, Real Houses of Beverly Hills, her kids were like, "Oh my god, mom, you've made it." She's like, "I won the Pulitzer 2 years prior to that." And they didn't really say <laughs> shit. <laughs> it's, it's just true. how we are. We're it's so stupid, I know, but it's like, "What? The Real Houses of Beverly Hills? Get out it's of here." True. Also so embarrassing that she had to watch them be like, "It's so long." I didn't read the whole thing. How embarrassing, guys. You're embarrassing us in front of the LA Times. Oh, my God. You skimmed it. Um, <laughs> we meet Danny Barnes. He worked at Lockheed Aircraft, which is crazy because it's now Burbank Airport. I'm about to be going to Burbank Airport in a couple weeks, so it's just wild. His dad was who worked there in maintenance at first, so he they do military planes, which also totally tracks. Um, but they were working around all these unknown chemicals, which is the very Aaron Brockovich of it all. His dad died of cancer, and then he was diagnosed with cancer at 25. Jesus. 20 motherfucking five. So we'll get back to him. Erica, I'm so glad they're talking about this. She files for divorce right when the lawsuits hit. Right. And that's, she keeps thinking that we're going to believe it was a fucking coincidence. Yeah, no, it wasn't. Like It wasn't a coincidence. You don't get that far into a relationship, into a marriage with a man that's that much older than you. Yeah. And then leave just because you're not happy. Yeah, he's like, at that point, you just wait for him. I'm actually maybe rude. Yes. I- Especially since you're saying he's slowly declining. Yeah. All like this you- stuff. Just, you know, help get him in an assisted living situation then. And you don't divorce him, but you divorce him because this shit was happening. Right. And so this is what made Jay Edelson, who he had done a case with. This is the Lion Air. This is the mm-hmm. Boeing case, the widows and orphans. They had not been getting their money. So when Erica files for divorce, Edelson's like, well, fuck, if she's filing for divorce, that must mean he doesn't have any money. Because that's kind of the only reason they were together. Duh. Yeah. And then when the judge is like, okay, Tom, where's the money? He's like, I don't know. (laughs) I don't know. The 2020 LA Times story is originally, the, the first one that comes out, the one that comes out on the show is The Rise and Fall of Erica Jane. Shout out to all the Bravo content creators. We have Angela and Ceci from Bravo Docket, Kate Casey, Kiki Monique, Emily D. Baker. Respect that they got this opportunity because they covered so much of this from start from start to finish. Once they open up, like once the uh, article comes out, a flood of victims start calling the LA Times. There's like four decades of victims. So again, this also goes against the whole it's mental decline. That's why he was doing all this stuff. Yeah, it's like no, no, no. This goes back to the '80s, guys. This is just who he is, right? And when and now he's crying like mental decline to get out of it. Yeah, but like, so don't try. You that that doesn't. And you see Erica saying that shit on the show when they're on the like the top of that little mountain. Her Crystal and Garcelle. Remember talking about? Yeah, yeah. And that's when she does the weird thing where she's like, after the accident, that's when you saw a whole decline and whatever. She she there. This is a story they have told. I know. Sorry. I, I just keep thinking of like Tom um, uh, <laughs> rolled his car and then it flipped uh-huh. over. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. God, they it's are a, liars. They're liars. They're liars and they're a bunch of lawyers. So they know 
stories to tell. They're like cheesy defense attorneys that like, yes, you know what I mean? Like that's really, exactly, that's a really great way of like dubbing it. Cheesy, def- yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. they have that total vibe. Of course, they bring up Aaron Brockovich, but I didn't realize he wasn't even a character in the film. He was a composite character. So please, dude. He told everyone he knew, oh, the Aaron Brockovich case was mine. I'm like, but you weren't even a featured person. Oh, I always thought it was Me that too. Dude. Me too. Oh, it's not him? Uh-uh. Oh. Doesn't that change everything? I thought it was a main dude. Me too. Not. All right. Mm-mm. 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 Uh, Girardi was a big donor to Democrats. And then that introduces us to Bill Lockyer. Lockyer? was a former attorney general of California. He was very close to Tom Girardi. Very close. Uh, Their wives would socialize together, as as he says, and he describes Tom as devoted to her, very attentive to keeping her happy. Then they put in this flash of her, like one of her first videos. Okay. I don't know if you know this story. I don't know if this is going to, (laughs) okay. At a lawyer party, like one of his parties with lawyers and judges and shit like that. He forced them to watch Erica's video. So just imagine this this party of suits and all this buttoned up stuff. And then it's, let me, let me see if I can find it. Because I know I have it saved. It's this thing. It's, <laughs> hold on, hold on, hold on. I'll, pu- I'll plug it in. Like that, that slutty ass. Like, look, there's, it's expensive to be me is a different story. That was like guys and dominate. It's like cheap and, and cheap. And you know what I mean? Like, it's yes. so inappropriate. He was just excited to be like, look, this is who I'm sleeping with. Like, it's so, it's, it's very con artisty of them. Yeah. You know, it's, it's very like, look, I'm funding this bullshit. You know, Gosh. it's, it's just, yeah. But then we get to the real crime because this has nothing to do with victims, money, or anything. This is just Erica being a fucking psycho. Marco Marco, the designer. We've seen so much of Marco Marco on the show with all the costumes and stuff for her performances. And they first started working with her when she only had a couple hundred followers. Housewives was not even coming up until years into their working relationship. And they were booked and busy when they met Erica Jane. So they were doing shit. So yeah. And she needed something last minute for her for her video party people. Again, imagine Tom playing that for like a, judges and lawyers <laughs> and shit. So the first job they do, Chris hands her Chris Chris Sila is the one of the founders. It's Chris and Marco. He handed her an invoice, and she said, "We won't be needing those." Can't you just hear her saying that? There was yeah. never a budget. There was never like a cap. And he he just says, he goes, the investment into herself just seemed wild to me. Yeah. I was like, oh, that's a good way to put it. Like, this is just for you? Like, this is just for funsies? Okay. Do you remember when Bethany was ripping it uh-huh. apart? Mm-hmm. Yeah. When she got Housewives, she knew she needed to step it up. And that's when we get that big run of music videos that she did for the show, which is brilliant. Like, it's great content for them to film her. That's also why, though, we never got to really get to know her because it was just like, look at me doing this cool performing stuff with my glam team and whatever, you know? Yeah. Yeah. It's like, it was just a a big facade. And we have her to blame for all of everybody having glam. All the glam. She fucked it up. She fucked it up. They talk about how it was working together all those years. And the takeaway was she loved them and she trusted them. 
But then their their energies, both of them, like shift completely. Chris is shaking. Because to see how deeply affected this man was by everything, it really made it a lot more clear how yeah. evil this was of her. He said that she turned on him when she needed money. Okay, we'll get back to that. After the LA Times article came out, Tom called the Times like dozens of times. And they play one of the one of the voicemails that he left. And it's like, fraud lawsuit on Monday. Good luck. His voice is haunting. Tom's voice just, it feels like, the you know, okay, this is a very intense example. But the Golden State Killer, <laughs> this Damn. very creepy ass voice. And Tom has that creepy voice. It's like, oh, it doesn't sound, oh. Yeah, runs I get chills what you're saying, though. down my down my spine. So a bunch of victims come forward after the article, which then gives these reporters who are awesome all this all these more places to look and investigate and re- whatever research. There was a letter in December nineteenth, two thousand, in which one of the attorneys that was working with Tom Girardi was outlining all these issues with the settlement. This is in two thousand. I don't know if I said that right. $6.2 million of client payment discrepancies, $2.5 million in inappropriate costs. Tom's divorce attorney was receiving payments out of this client money, payments for his private jet. There are also, this is the part that kills me, there are clients unconnected to this litigation that supposedly received settlement checks and the names seemed made up. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. The names. K. Ernest Citizen. John Farmer. Giovanni Medici. I just want to know, because someone was like, what's a good name? Mm, K. <laughs> Ernest Citizen. That's a good one. About oh John Farmer. Is that one in there yet? Like, you know, like, it was someone's job to do this. Yeah. Someone's job to, like, cover this shit up. Danny Barnes plays a word association game. This just tells you, like, how bad it is. Tom Girardi, he calls the devil and the California State Bar his imps. So he described what he describes, they were all had medical issues and whatever they were complaining, complaining. So they got the Lockheed people got a letter from Tom Girardi saying, I am your attorney. He's like, we didn't sign anything. He just took the case. Then right. they hear about a settlement of 33 million. And Tom took the money without their consent, which I think has been fixed as of this whole thing happening. Like you can't do that. You cannot take a settlement without them signing off mm-hmm. and said he would give everybody $25,000. And he was an asshole to people when they asked about it because he would be like, why are you crying? You've never seen $25,000 at one time. Shit like that. So he's a bad guy. Yeah. Uh, Then they find out that there are 18 other defendants and there's more money coming in. And then they're like, okay, well, can we get those names of those defendants? And they can't. They won't give them the name. So then they start filing complaints to the state bar. This is in 95-97. They complained about four or five different times to the state bar. So it turns out Tom and his firm, they've been subject to more than 100 lawsuits since the early 80s from malpractice, stealing client money, misconduct. How the license, how his law license was able to stay in good standing with all these lawsuits is the big question. Like, right? This does, that doesn't even make sense. I mean, that's, the, that's why you have to know people in the right places. Well, that's the problem. That's the, that's what I'm the corruption goes that I know high. it's it's insane. Like I hate politics. I hate all of it. It's all corruption. It's disgusting and dark. 
So Tom Layton was an investigator at the state bar. And that's where the connection then comes in, like why he was able to get out of stuff. This guy was a close friend of Tom's. Uh, Two of his kids were employed at the law firm. They had lunch together every day. And so there are other people at the state bar that they start looking through and they realize that these, there were all of these people who would go to his Christmas party every year. Mm -hmm. But there were some that was even worse. Like he would be showering them with gifts, lavish parties, judges, blah, 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 blah. So that's why then the second LA Times article comes out Lawyer seduced state bar to show like this is it is big. Yeah, it is big. Well, then we meet Erica's creepy ass legal team. They're creeps. Okay. Yeah. Creepy creepies. There's Jim Wilkies and I'm I know why they okay, this there's Evan, mustache man, and then there's Jim mm-hmm. Wilkies. Evan is clearly just setting up the defense with everything he says. It's all very much for camera to have what they need, like, on the record, if you will. So he goes, it's clear to me that Tom Girardi lied repeatedly to this poor woman, and she had no idea. She had no visibility into finances. I heard from you that he forbade her from wearing blue jeans. She wore jeans all the time. That's called either a control freak or an asshole. Okay, thank you. The only reason Erica was able to get through this was you, Jim. And so Evan says that Jim... According to what he's willing to say on camera, uh, he you gave her one hundred and fifty thousand dollars to pay for a lawyer to move or to move out or whatever. But it was like people discovered this and I feel like they had to change course because Jim was like funding Erica's life. Jim admits that in his own interview, he's like, oh, a couple million or, a, Damn. or yeah, over. Yeah, he's put in a couple million to this. Mm hmm. Mm-hmm. That's wild. Mm-hmm. That's but then so when Evan explains why she would need so much money, he's like, uh, yeah, he, he gave her a significant amount of money over time to pay for lawyers, fine, fair, to make a down payment on a rental. I mean, I go, yeah, you guys are still fall- failing to understand here. And Erica is too. She's living great still. Right. She's living fantastic. She's fucking lucky She's living this good because most people, when the big organized crime that your their husband's been pulling, when that gets taken down, they usually lose everything and have to right. live in a one bedroom apartment. Yeah. Like I can't with her crying like she. Yes, I get she used to have like this great, big, mm-hmm. lavish mansion, but it's like where she's living, guys, it's at least two million dollars mm-hmm. worth of property. Mm-hmm. So it's. She's these people are just trying to pay their medical bills. Exactly. With this they have money been that they're fully trying to get injured. But that's just proves that Erica genuinely does not give a shit that there were victims. She should yeah. be looking at her whole entire life as a lie with Tom. Yeah. Everything with Tom is a lie. But she doesn't look at it like that. She still doesn't to this day. She keeps thinking her old life was real. I'm like, it wasn't. You never like that money was all stolen. Yeah, she she makes a comment that I'm sure you're going to bring up in the episode that triggered me mm-hmm. after watching this. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay, so they go, Jim Jim has known, Jim Wilkie's the guy has been giving her money. He's known Tom and Erica for quite some time. Like, they've all partied together and whatnot. And I was like, okay, I feel like you guys have, like, hooked up or something. Like, <laughs> in the, I don't know, like... Your drunken, like, rich people yacht parties had, like, an orgy or something. I don't know. It had that energy to it. It really did. It just, it didn't, it wasn't great. (laughs) Jim, though, he's got to paint the picture, too. He goes, around 2009 or 10, that's a long time ago, mind you, Tom became very angry 
you know, you know, he always a little hustling him, but he was always cordial. But he stopped being cordial, and it scared me. Okay. Erica has been the victim of a great injustice. Her crime was having a husband who wasn't trustworthy that she stayed with for 20 years. Okay. I can't. I, I can't. No, I The way that they're, like, she's some little girl that. Oh, yeah. No. No. It's like, have we, we've seen Erica. Like, Erica can hold her own. There's no way that Erica, like, Tom, no. Sorry. Mm-mm. No. Mm-mm. They show the footage of that guy that stops by Tom when he's in the facility. This could never be me. I could never be this paparazzi guy. Like, in the, I could not. So he asks, how are you liking the new residents? And Tom has his thumb up and he goes, well, we've got a few questions, but we're liking it so far. And then he goes, hey, hey, can you set the record straight for us? Did Erica know anything? And then now someone's come out of the other area and is like, no, turn your, turn your camera off, turn your camera off. And he's like, no, he wants to answer it. He wants to answer it. And Tom goes... I think she does. Mm-hmm. To be fair, I don't think he knew it. I think he was playing the part. Oh, yeah. Well, if he was playing the part, wouldn't he have been like, no? I don't know. I feel like he's trying to, to keep it with his, like, dementia situation. He's like, I don't know what I'm saying. I'm a crazy uh-huh. old man. Like, I'm just like, saying, say, I, why would I, like, admit to that? Like, see, I'm demented. Like, that's what I feel like he's doing. Yes. And, like, obviously this, then the conservatorship comes in and all that stuff happens because these lawsuits come in and they're like, okay, now you want to say he, you don't think he's competent? Like, if he wasn't competent, you guys would have him in a conservatorship in assisted living. So they were like, yeah. fuck, we got to do that now, huh? <laughs> all right, Tom, sorry, we got to do it. We were trying to avoid it, but you got to go to one of those assisted living places. As Erica mm-hmm. said, to rot. No, oh Erica, not to rot. Um, there were so many people that owed Tom owed money to that when they came collecting, it forced him into bankruptcy. There were more than 600 claims, and Erica filed as a creditor in the bankruptcy. Meaning, like, she's like, you owe me money. Isn't that crazy? That's like, I can't, I, the way that she is trying to, like, make herself into a victim here like fully like I understand if she really didn't know anything yes in some ways she would be a victim but at the end of the day you did get to live such a lavish lifestyle that it's like you're the like least least of the victim right like if anything the only victim thing that I can even give you would be like a moral like Mm-hmm. betrayal within the marriage but monetarily you should not ask for a thing because you had so much throughout that like for four lifetimes you had so much like you and, shouldn't ask for a dime this sort of shit just proves that she was a grifter too she's yeah. like you know I'm not gonna let I, I, I stuck around. She stuck around with Tom for the money. So for right. her to be like, you know, I was with Tom before. No, you were with Tom when he was rich, when you were younger. He took in you and your kid. And she's not going to let anybody take what she spent all these years building away right. from her. Yeah. Right? Like she, yeah. it's like, it just, it's so deliberate that she's like, it's mine. All of this is mine. I had to sleep with that ugly man this whole time just to keep it right it's yeah got she that is, energy. she's literally protecting her investment mm-hmm. she's like I, that's it's just very evil yeah it's very it evil and selfish it's super selfish yeah she i she's i feel like she's super bitter because like you said 
She spent 20 years with this Mm. ugly old man Mm -hmm. (laughs) doing God knows what to keep all that money. And it was working out for her. And then it just all got ripped away from her. And it's like, that was like her best years. Like, I feel like in her head, she was like, damn, I wish I had picked a different rich old man. Exactly. Exactly. That's why she's mad at Tom. Yeah. That he fucked up this bad. Yeah. He's like, he's like, she's like, I've spent so, and it's like hard to come by another Tom Girardi at this point in at, you uh-huh. know what I mean most of them are already taken mm-hmm. and you're not oh, young, yeah. and you're not young enough to exactly the, those years are over of pulling in a new one right mm-hmm. I desperately need new clothes I have not cared about my wardrobe for the last I would even say 10 years but I've lost a little bit of weight time to start looking cute but I don't even know where to start I don't even know where to look and that is why Stitch Fix and their style experts over there have been getting me through this. Think of Stitch Fix as your style partner. They're the best way to shop new styles, new brands, and your stylist learns about your tastes. And then they collaborate with you on looks you love without breaking the bank. You simply share your preferences, your sizes, and your budget. And Stitch Fix sends you five items in a fix right to your door. They have sizes ranging from extra small to 3XL. They keep your choices in mind. They find your perfect fit. You try everything on at home. You keep what you like and you send back the rest. Shipping and returns are always free. They have over a thousand brands and styles. So no matter what season of life you happen to be in, Stitch Fix has you covered. Simply order a refresh as needed or you can set it and forget it and get regular fixes. Totally up to you. Over time, though, Stitch Fix and their seasoned style experts, they get more used to you and your likes, and they can do a little more precise job of matching you with the perfect pieces. It's so easy. Thank you, Stitch Fix. You just get me. And they'll get you, too. Try today at stitchfix.com slash she speaks, and you'll get 25% off when you keep everything in your fix. That's stitchfix.com slash she speaks. Stitchfix.com slash she speaks. So meanwhile, Joe Rui Gomez, he he still has to get surgeries and whatnot. He has not, he hasn't gotten any money from him. Although they did get um, they did get some money. Mm-hmm. The, they got like the majority of what they've been asking for. Okay. Um, but they they had a judgment against him, obviously. So in court, they get to ask the the Rui Gomez family get to ask, how much money do you have? And Tom goes, at one point, I had eighty million, and then he thinks for a while. He goes fifty million in cash, but it's all gone. I'm like, there's a big difference between eighty and fifty million. He was like, eighty million. Wait, what did we say? Fifty million. You know that's, that somebody has a duffel bag of money somewhere. Holds totally, totally. Tom gave everybody American Express cards, including erica of course so there's that's Mm -hmm. so basically what ends up happening when you do that is like all that it becomes impossible to figure out where the money like it didn't go directly from a client account into someone's account and you it like went all over the place which is why they're still trying to find it and i'm sure he intentionally did that Uh like he knew he knew if anything were to ever happen it would be extremely hard for them to pinpoint anything which is why he involved so many different people in it because it's like Got to figure, like, figure, like, figure this out. Figure out this fucking maze that I've created. Mm-hmm. 
Erica's pop career. How much was funded with client settlement money? All of it. Right. At this point, like anything that you bought. Yes. Would I would have to reasonably consider is stolen money mm-hmm. at this point. And he took, they they do track, he took direct client funds to pay for a personal gift to Erica because it was made out to M&M Jewelry, which is obviously a jewelry place. Yeah. They flash back to that scene in Aspen with Garcelle and Erica where Garcelle is like, why not just give the earrings back to show you have compassion? This, it's like, we, I did, I've forgotten how bad it was. Because then bad. Erica goes, are they stolen? And Garcelle's like, I don't know. Know what I say? I'm not guilty and how fucking dare you say that shit about me. Really. It was bad. You know what? It's like the earrings have become such a point of focus because Erica won't give them back. Yeah. But it's like her not wanting to give them back. And I've seen people try to say, I think it's a legal thing. Like if she gives them back, she's admitting guilt. I will repeatedly say if she gives them back and that shows guilt, it's because she's guilty. Yeah. They wouldn't be asking for them back. Everything in her life, they can't liquidate everything, but those are a big piece of money that they could use to give to the victim. They're just trying to pay people that Tom stole from, guys. Sorry. Those earrings were made. Okay. I feel like everybody just needs to like, we're not even giving, I don't even give a fuck if she knew at this point. Mm -hmm. I just want them to get paid. Mm -hmm. And it's like, we don't even care at this point. We're so exhausted of like, if she knew or she didn't know, we will never completely fucking know. But what we do know is that he, everything that Erica has attained from Tom has been stolen from other people. Mm -hmm. That is what we know. So give those fucking earrings back because that you should have never had them. Mm -hmm. Erica is the thing. You shouldn't want them. You shouldn't want them. You should never have had them because Tom couldn't afford them because those are that was not his fucking money. Mm-hmm. Period. 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 Um, okay, now the Marco Marco story in its entirety. So November 2016. They get an order. 2016. This is before any of this shit happened. Okay. This is four years before any of client whatever happened. So they get an order from Erica. They start working on the order. Then they get a call. With Erica, Erica didn't approve that. And they're like, what? This never happens. Then Erica personally calls and she says, well, I want you to send me all the invoices right now. Lawyers are asking. Now, for someone who said lawyer or invoices won't be necessary, this is obviously confusing for them. Especially years into their relationship, years into the relationship. Chris called a meeting and Erica came in and he goes, she had this tone that was unlike a tone I've ever dealt with with her. It was very accusatory. How could you do this to Mr. Girardi? Now that is psycho. You have a working, like you've known someone for however many years, you have a working relationship and then you switch it on a dime. Like that takes a level of con artistry right there. Right. It's not the first time she's done some shit like this. Which is why it's not far-fetched that she had inclinations Mm -hmm. of what, what Tom was doing. Exactly. Like this type of behavior, being willing to look at someone you have looked at in the eye over and over again and act like you almost don't even know them so yeah. that you can sell this bullshit. Then mm-hmm. they get a letter that they says they stole $800,000. That is That's such ridiculous. an egregious amount of money. They're like, we don't even make that in a year. <laughs> That'd be impossible for us. Then secret service agents show up with guns drawn. Then they arrest him. And this man describing this experience is just... Her, it's heartbreaking. These were her friends, essentially. And she and he goes, they made every effort to keep me in jail. 
until the trial. The fucking audacity of that. The audacity of fucking that. How scary for him. And you guys are the criminals. And And you're this innocent guy. He was under indictment for five years. The company fell apart and they lost, he lost his opportunity to adopt a child. It's, that, mm-mm. it's, that is your I, friend. I wish this head came out before they filmed the reunion because mm-hmm. I feel like the women had to really swallow what they feel inside to be able to move on and film with Erica and she made it really difficult for them. Mm-hmm especially in this episode. Mm-hmm. And I feel like... <sighs> so the Secret Service involvement was odd, considering how small scale it was. Well, that's where we find out Rob Savage was the guy running the Secret Service, and he was friends with Tom. Tom had represented him in his civil case, and it didn't go their way. So Tom's like, I'll get you a good amount of money or whatever. And so meanwhile, he sends his Secret Service agents over to wire up Erica so that she can catch her friend in a conversation. And Chris Chris is in a position where he's like, this is my client? Yeah. So he says some things during their interaction thinking like, you know, maybe this will appease her or something. Like he's like, I guess I am finding some mistakes when I look through things because I can I can understand why you would do that. It's very intense coming at you, like maybe kind of soften it a little bit. Um, but he will then later say that, nope, that was just intimidation on their behalf to try to get me to say anything and use it against me so that they could. Yeah. And this creepy defense Evan guy with a mustache is like such a sleaze about the whole thing. Like, you're the one who said there were mistakes. You're Shut up, asshole. Yeah, it's, I mean, okay, we watch true crime. How mm-hmm. many times have people admitted to things that they have not done when they've been in, intensely, like, uh, interrogated for interrogated. hours and hours? Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's very common, actually. Exactly. So don't even. Um, so Chris has receipts for everything. He puts together this whole presentation, all the looks they've done with text requesting the looks and all approval on final prices because they paid with a credit card. Mm-hmm. The case was then dropped, though, with no explanation. Something about, like, evidence conservation issues or something like that. But, like, you ruined his life. Yeah. The outcome, And though, reputation. Oh, my God. The outcome, American Express refunded $787,000 to Girardi. That's fraud. Like, that's crazy. I can't mm-hmm. even get Chase to refund stuff for me. Like, like that's a lot. <laughs> that's yeah. crazy. And the state bar actually made a public statement that they mishandled some things. And as Harriet says, the reporter, she goes, yeah, if they're admitting to a little mistakes, then they got a lot of big mistakes. Yeah. Right? Like, if you're willing to admit to anything, it must be bad. Uh, so Matt filed to get Tom's discrepancy, just disciplinary file released. Now, complaints to the state bar are, like, scary, right? If you're a lawyer and some, you've got a complaint at the state bar against you, it's like, fuck. Like, that's, a, that's probably one of your biggest fears. Right. He had over 200 complaints that's filed against crazy. him. On the date, that date, some back to the 80s. Like, yeah. Joe was not kidding when he, like, he, when he said that he should never even have had the opportunity to work with Tom with all that crap that had been. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Against exactly. Him for so he long. should not, exactly that. So in it, they even find proof of two attorneys getting fired from the state bar when they pushed for discipline against Girardi. This happened over a decade ago. 
This is why Erica thought nothing was going to happen wrong. She just, she didn't know where to go, what to do, because she's right. also been grifting right alongside Tom. Yeah. Mm-mm. So Tom, Tom, they look into this. Tom Layton, the guy, he was this, one of the state bar guys, him and his wife received a million in cash, and he paid the leases on two BMWs and a Cadillac. He had a credit card, and he worked at the state bar. He had that credit card. And then even after he left the state bar, he still had that credit card. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So Tom Layton was fired from the state bar in 2015. So there's that. 2016 was when the whatever else happened. But he already, he had someone else. He had the other guy for that. So that's fine. Um, Kim Archie. We've se- I've seen a lot of Kim Archie. Like I've followed for the most part. That's why I love this docu- documentary because I've been following along in bits and pieces. But to have it all laid out like this was kind of nice. Uh, but Kim Archie's been helping a lot of the victims. She did work with Tom before, so she had experience with Tom. And she lets us know that the California Bar has this, or I'm sorry, the Victim Fund, where it's uh, victims have been able to get money through it. And mm-hmm. Josie Hernandez was able to get some money through that as well. Okay. Um, the State Bar did not agree to film in light of active investigations. <laughs> in a statement, sure. the group noted significant reforms in the wake of the Girardi scandal, including more oversight of client trust accounts and more robust conflict of interest requirements. Okay. Robust. Okay. Robust. I know, right? Uh, the, the State Bar so far has paid out more than $1.2 million to more than 44 of Girardi's victims. That's like not even enough. Not even enough. In 2023, he was indicted. Tom was indicted in Chicago related to the Lion Air case and also in Los Angeles charged with stealing victim money. But now it's about whether or not he's competent to stand trial. Well, you see, he was just decided, it was just decided that he is competent to stand yeah. trial because that's what makes it so embarrassing. Like th- this man is really up in front of all these people pretending that he's incompetent and doing whatever, like whatever things he thinks he should be doing. And other people around him are like, mm-hmm, you okay, Tom? You doing okay? Like people are playing into this and it's an act. It's a complete act. That's and- crazy. And of course he's going to know exactly what he needs to do as a lawyer to try to, you know, make that plausible. He came in in slippers to the trial. Of course, right. he, like, I'm like, that's so, of course, it's a little He's like much. looking around as if he doesn't know where the <laughs> fuck he is. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. But then on the third day of the competency trial, he was not feeling it anymore. And he <laughs> mouthed to the prosecutor, fuck you. I didn't they miss were, that part. They were like, wow. So, yeah. His dementia is very mean, apparently. And Erica would be like, it was. I know. It was mean. They show more clips of Erica being awful, you know, where she's saying shit like the potential victims, like just just still so crazy that she did that. Sitting there saying like, we don't even know. They have to prove it. I, You're proving that you fucking don't care about anybody. You say, I don't care about anybody else but me. Literally. When, when I heard, yeah, she literally does say that. When I mm-hmm. heard the victims talking about how upset it was, how, like upsetting it was for them to hear her act as if they are not mm. victims or that they could be lying or was so triggering for them. I was like, I was like, uh-huh. and I, we knew that watching that, but to hear them actually say that really hurt. I was like, cause we obviously can think like common sense. We're like, that's horrible to say about them. But to hear them feel the same way really just got me. I was like, the fuck. Because it, and I feel now it, I feel what, dirty for even liking her at all this season. I know, honest. same, 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 a hundred percent. 
This that's why this was such a uh, perfectly timed. Uh, they could have done a couple weeks early so that they could have talked about it at the reunion, but still yeah. knocked us all knocked us all out of that spell she's trying to have us under. Yeah, I think that's maybe where my fear came from. It's not even about like liking her again. It's about like not liking myself for liking her. Ah, uh, like having having exactly like having to go back and be like, I apologize, everyone. Yeah. Um. The stuff Erica was saying, though, about the victims is what led Kim to actually reach out to Erica to see if she'd be willing to apologize to them. And that Mm -hmm. takes us to where we started this. And I guess she was all Kim was already going to do some national ice cream celebration thing for No Birthday Left Behind, which is an organization that um, has birthday parties for underprivileged children. Uh, and Jim Wilkie's either he heard about it or I don't know exactly, but he was like, that would be perfect for Erica to go. He asked if Erica could go to that. He brought, he like, okay, so now we're back in the Erica chamber where she has said, no one ever asked me to do this. And Josie is like, but wouldn't it be something that would come from you? And Erica goes, no, and I'll tell you why. And I'm like, you're talking to victim, like, no offense, but you can tell they don't have as much money as you have. Okay, right. Erica, you're decked out from head to head to fucking toe. Yeah. You know, they are wearing a shirt from the company. Like, you know what I mean? It's very clear the difference here. Yeah. I don't know why her lawyer didn't say, like, maybe dress down. Yeah. Thing. Don't have glam. Maybe, maybe look a little like a little tired. Low ponytail. Like, like cause make it make it at least seem like you've been stressed. Mm-hmm. That you're not sleeping on silk sheets every night. Like mm-hmm. maybe. Nope. She goes, I was being accused of money laundering and all kinds of other things. So the time was not right. Okay. I had to absolutely defend myself. My life fell apart and here come all of these lawsuits. Okay. The, you That's know, the part of who, it. They are the ones that, those are the lawsuits. Those are those they, lawsuits. They, they, these are the people. <laughs> God. So I think that's, I think, she goes, I think that it's easy to say Erica didn't want to be here. Erica didn't care. I was actually in a very dangerous place for myself. <laughs> no. No, 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 no. You can't say that to them. You can't say that looking in their face. Don't do that because, no, they've just been trying to get their medical. They were already victims of a big company, whatever the th- whatever it is, whatever the case may be, and your husband was supposed to help them, but instead of helping them, he stole from them. So it's like really, really bad, Erica. <laughs> they've been victimized beyond yes. at this point, like so many different ways. So... Yeah, unbelievable. She's like, I was holding on for dear life to all of the money that I possibly could. I don't care if it's stolen. I'm going to find a way to prove it. I feel like she knows it could come crashing down. Yeah. Because, you know, the justice system takes forever. Absolutely. You know, so this, just a couple, in like five years, it's going to be like, no, Erica, all of this shit. Like, Tom was in so much debt and he bought you a bunch of shit. Okay, girl? So, unfortunately... Yeah. Uh, Ms. Rigo, Rigo, the Joe's mom, is like, did you know of him using any client money? And she, she, this is the same thing she did in the, the last few seasons where she just gets really stoic and stiff when she says stuff. I found out when I was sued in Arizona from a lending company when I was named. And she's trying to do it like, poor me. Can you yeah. imagine? I was sued. Me. I have nothing to do with a law firm. What do you mean? Right. I, okay. And they're like, all right. Well, my, why is my name in it? I ask about it. Don't worry about it. I've got it handled. Did you look at the lawsuit? Did you see that it was about victims? You probably didn't give a fuck. 
No, you didn't give a all fuck she what cared he was being is accused that her of. Her name was in it, and because mm-hmm. all she cares about is herself. Exactly. She self admitted that. Yeah. Uh huh. She says, "I signed a lot of things. I trusted him. You trusted him. Blah 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 blah." Joe, here's another thing. Here's another thing. Josie asks if Tom has shown any remorse. But Erica goes, he hasn't even acknowledged it. No. But that's just Tom. He always said it would be okay. But and he would make it okay. Okay, but seriously, this is crazy. That Erica, you would you would be screaming at him for lying to you all of these years, and you would demand to know how he feels about the victims and how he feels about you. Erica is not even phased by it. She's not shocked they're a victim. This isn't something that's really that mind-blowing to her. And right. it's a crazy thing not to be blown away by. But right. she has to be so, quote, careful in what she says. I'm like, because you knew something was happening. Right. That's the only reason in my mind. Because if we're really shocked and really like, oh, my God, what happened, Tom? You did what? You, would, you wouldn't even want to talk to him. Right. Right. Yeah. That's, that's the thing. It's like, I'm trying. I'm like, I know everybody reacts to things differently. And this might be her defense mechanism. But... It's still, even with that being said, mm-hmm. it doesn't feel like like what you're saying, like any of this is new information for her. Mm-hmm. Like you don't have to like necessarily scream and cry, but y- like you don't seem like this is something new that I'm telling you. Mm-hmm. At like. Mm. Exactly. Exactly. I'm sorry that my husband did this to everybody. And I mean that. As heartfelt as I can. <laughs> Her words are so interesting that she chooses to use, like, as much as I can. Like, you, I'm like, do you hear that? Like, do you hear that? And then they're like, that's the part we didn't understand. Because she's like, a lot of this is new to me. And Josie says, that's the part we didn't understand. And she goes, because no one would listen. But then she also says in the same breath, I couldn't speak for so long. Because they were trying to throw me in the same pot as everyone else. They weren't interested in hearing my side. They were interested in blaming me. That's not true. If her side was, oh my God, I had no idea. My heart breaks for these people, etc. It would have been a whole different thing. She wants everyone to think that she can keep all her money and things because she didn't know everything Tom was doing. And nope, you got to confiscate it. Right. It's like you can't want to keep all the money and then also want us to feel bad for you. Exactly. You Like... This could have, and we've said this so many times before, this could have been played out for her so much differently. She could have, I could have absolutely painted her as a victim in this, had, and they they literally say this, her castmates say this so many times, if she had handled it differently. And that is, and I understand legally she can't say X, Y, and Z, but you can still have empathy emotions. Like, And I think that's what's confusing to us is it's like, why are we having to tell you you should have empathy? Right. So like we don't even know. It's like a weird thing to tell someone. Right. It's frustrating. Because you have no empathy. You know what I mean? It's like it's. And I know that's her whole fucking journey this season is to like (laughs) learn how to have empathy, which is psycho to me. But whatever. Can't Mm -hmm. diagnose anybody. I'm not qualified. But it's it's crazy. (laughs) (laughs) Kim suggests maybe maybe ease up on the show, saying stuff about the victims. And then Erica blames editing. Edit, she says, remember that the Housewife show is entertainment at everyone's expense. So you end up having one narrative that isn't quite right. So she wants us to think that there were all of these other scenes of her saying she, she loves the victims and just wants them to be whole, but they just edited all of that out. 
she better be careful because those same people that editing you will be editing you next fucking season and they are pretty nice to you for the most part this season so watch she, out she really expects us to be like oh I, uh, that makes sense yeah it's editing no girl you also said those things those are those are your lines you said I don't give a fuck about anybody else but me you said alleged victims you said that yeah like there's no editing like they're they didn't they're not pasting words and exactly. putting them into a set, making you have it like or like there's no like dubbing no ADR, like none of that shit. So it was you, lady. But then right. Erica, like it was she. Okay, so she does her part. She has her chamber meeting with them. Then she gives her talking head. We're all in this together. Bullshit, whatever. And then Matt, who was one of the one of the reporters from the LA Times, he was there, and he goes, "Yeah, it was hard not being able to ask her questions." Meaning, like she probably said, "I won't ask. I won't answer questions." And then Harriet goes, "How much of it was genuine with the cameras there?" And then Kim goes, why did Erica come? I mean, if I was advising her, I would be telling her that should be top of your list for things of things to do. Yeah. So it's something that she should have done all along. So there she does this, but no one, no one co-signs it. Like, I feel better now that she was here. Everyone's like, that was creepy and weird and cold and unfeeling. I I felt so fucking bad for them the entire time because I they tried so hard to get their points out. And she was just so combative, so cold, so stoic. And I'm like, you're not talking to your fucking Real Housewives of Beverly Hills castmates. And they're not like, when they're questioning you, that these are the people that were directly affected. And you give them, you give them some more fucking respect than that. Yes. Jim Wilkie's, he's, he's the defense guy, right? He's the friend. He goes, of all the people, all the lawyers, all the state bar, out of all those people, Erica had to be the one to sit there and say, I'm sorry? Okay, no one else was flaunting the wealth that was stolen from them, unfortunately. No yeah. one else was on a show flaunting it. And also then talking shit about the victims. Right. Like That's why. No one else has been saying anything. She's on a whole show. She wants to stay on that show because I get it. That's the only way she can make money. But that's why she has to say she's sorry. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. That's it. Don't act like she's not a victim. Stop acting like she is a victim. No, she's still getting paid to be on a show to pretty much victimize these people for like exactly. the fourth time. Exactly. Um, so no, fuck off. Fuck all the way off. They fuck put your one client. of the fuck you. Exactly. One of the things says Erica and Tom remain married, which means Erica could be responsible for millions of dollars in debt connected to the personal is. bankruptcy. Exactly. Hope I hope she, she is. is now too. Because I hope it, she yeah. fucking is. Uh Tom has been Found competent to stand trial. So now it's, will he plead guilty? Will he work on a deal? Because we are gearing up for that Girardi trial. That is set for May of this year. I and by the every... way, all the, all those victims have not spoken to Erica since the chamber. I'm, I'm sure. Because she didn't mean, she just, that was her photo op. She was like, okay, kissing babies. Like, I did I check it off my list. That she didn't care about them at all. It was very evident. I thought she would try, she would pretend. I thought she might try to do a tear. Didn't happen at all. Like, she didn't go for the tear. <laughs> she did not go for the tear. Her like silent like cry that she does. And when she's just like, okay. She couldn't muster it up. She couldn't really evening. get there. Um, I hope that for the foreseeable future that she is on Real Housewives of Beverly Hills that the state garnishes her fucking wages. Me too. And go it goes directly to the victims. She gets nothing. It goes, that direct deposit goes directly to the victims. That, people, they can do that. <laughs> I hope it's like I hope that. it's filmed. I hope something is filmed like for the Beverly Hills Housewives, because you know it takes a while for the law to catch up. But once it the does. law catches up, yeah. 
having a cat or multiple cats and having friends and family over to my house doesn't always go well. My cats always hide. They hide and they act like someone's going to hurt them. Literally, no human has ever hurt you. What's wrong with you? Show them how cute you are, I say. Let me tell you though, my house never smells like the litter box though. And that is because I use Pretty Litter. Nothing beats Pretty Litter's ability to instantly trap odor. It's ultra absorbent. It's lightweight, low dust. That's huge. And one six pound bag works for up to a month without clumping. That means no more wasting litter. And this really gives me peace of mind. Pretty Litter's crystals change color to indicate early signs of potential illness in my cat, like urinary tract infections, kidney issues, and more. And if that wasn't enough, Pretty Litter ships free right to my door. I never run out. I don't have huge kitty litter bags taking up space. And even better, I don't have to lug those huge tubs from a store to my car and into my house. I will obviously not say what brand I used to use. It was so dusty and so heavy. I actually needed, I by mistake ordered the bigger bag one time and had to call a friend to come help me open it and use it because it was that heavy. And the dust, the dust was so gross. It creates this odd film over everything. Pretty Litter is, it lives up to its name. It's pretty. But it is a big deal that I can tell if my cats have any kind of health issues going on just based on looking at the litter. That'll save a vet bill or two, you know? I count on Pretty Litter to keep my house smelling fresh and clean. You can too. Go to prettylitter.com slash she speaks to save 20% off your first order. That's prettylitter.com slash she speaks to save 20% on your first order. Prettylitter.com slash she speaks. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Now, now I can, now we can watch these episodes with the eyes we're supposed to have. The eyes now we had in the beginning. Now only one episode left, though. Well, this one and next one. True. <laughs> watch them. Um, Erica goes to therapy to talk about how great her life is going and how Tom, Tom encouraged me to be here. You know, with stolen money, you absolute psycho. Uh, but she says that her legal things aren't totally over, but I won a nice appeal the other day. To be clear, all that happened with the earrings is that the bankruptcy court said that they couldn't prove that they were bought with stolen funds from a legal standpoint because <laughs> Tom and company moved money all around to make it hard right. to track. That's all. That's all that happened. That's it. I, yeah. I, she frustrates me because it's like it's not saying it, there. No one is saying that it didn't happen. They just can't prove it. That's there's complete difference. Mm hmm. Erica works through her issues with the women not supporting her or making a bigger deal out of the damn earrings. And this therapist just says a bunch of jargon, doesn't give her any direction. She's like, you just have to keep doing the work. You just, you've learned you can recover from shitty things and now you know who you can trust and who you can't. Just empty words, just cool. What therapy is this? The bullshit is what it you is. You know how I feel about on-camera therapy. Exactly. Especially with Erica. It's like even more staged. Sutton gets to ride Santos for the first time. Um, she gets up on she gets up on her horse, and Avi goes, "Come this way, I want to take a picture." And Sutton's like, "Let me concentrate, please." <laughs> In the after show, though, we find out that like I feel like they just have like a that type of kind of dysfunctional working relationship. I am no longer uncomfortable with their dynamic. Yeah. I was in the beginning because I didn't quite understand mm -hmm. it. But like, I think he gives it back to her. And it's mm -hmm. like that. It's, they just like to bicker. Mm -hmm. And that's and that's their love fair. language. Yeah. And I'll, that's allowed. That's allowed. Yeah. 
Kyle meets her, though, and then Kyle talks about being in therapy with Mauricio, and it feels like Kyle's just planting the right amount of seeds and yeah. doesn't say anything outright. Like, I'm ready to be independent with her movies and producing stuff. And apparently right. if she does her own stuff, Mauricio will be mad. I'm confused why she can't, like, be independent with Mauricio. Like, they're both busy kind of thing. Also, isn't the right. agency her business, too? But yet she gets, like, mad at him for the way he does the agency. But I'm like, you also take credit for the agency when it's convenient. So I don't know yeah. what to think. Yeah. And, like, Sutton... Sutton's trying her best to give whatever Kyle's like this will be this is what the scene is allowed to be and it will not go any other any other way Mm -hmm. but like when it goes a little too far one direction her like Kyle's face it's all weird yeah she's like don't go don't yeah don't you yeah she's like we're not trying to dig deep here I'm giving you surface stuff and that's it hell no Sutton goes on her second date with Steve that's cute whatever Kyle (laughs) and Mauricio though they have a little chat in the bar area And Kyle awkwardly brings up therapy. And she's like, it's been a hard year for us. And she's all tense and Mo goes, he kind of like laughs at her. He goes, breathe and say what you need to say. I'm like, I don't think that's, this scene feels like Kyle said we have to film something. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Right? Yeah. It's just a very weird, because she's speaking in like code and generalizations still, like not saying it outright. This is such a new realm for Kyle and Mauricio they're so used to not airing out anything and I feel like they're malfunctioning like I can I can yes I've never felt them feel the cameras so much more than when they're having these conversations they're so aware of the cameras yes and like Mo keeps saying just basic shit too like we're both growing we're both changing but you know therapy is helping right yeah Mauricio keeps saying that they're going to be empty nesters soon. Kyle apparently hates when he says that. Mm -hmm. He must say it all the time because she wants to focus on now. And she tells him, I want to feel fulfilled. And he's just like, yeah, fulfilled is important. Yeah. (laughs) And then Kyle's like, I just, I don't, she says in her confessional, not to him, that she doesn't feel heard and doesn't Mm -hmm. want to stay in a situation that she's not happy in. Things I wouldn't want my daughters to accept, I'm not going to accept for myself. I know. I was like, damn, that's cheating for sure. Um, That's a lot. Like saying that, that's – but again, it's all code. And I just – again, okay, we're not like – are we? Is Kyle really going to say the term fulfilled and not have us think about that damn uh, psychic – yeah. Oh, oh. <laughs> that's like the psychic from first season. Like you, she literally Never said the words. You. You're not going to just drop that and not. We're going to take it. <laughs> she like, literally said that he will never emotionally fulfill you. And then you're she like, I want to be fulfilled. fulfilled. Kyle. Kyle clearly doesn't want, doesn't get to say what she wanted to say, or I don't know, Mo isn't saying what she hoped he would say, so yeah. she just kind of like stumbles on her words and shrugs, and I guess the scene is over. <laughs> it was very weird. Anna, Anna Marie is hosting a diamond party, champagne and diamonds yeah. for brunch. Uh, as Derek gets ready, she FaceTimes PK. He's not going to be home for Mother's Day, and says, why is it a big deal? You're not my mother. That was weird. She, Dorita's so gagged, she can't even, she's like forgetting who she is. She's like, no, but I'm, you're, your children's mother. Like, she couldn't believe she had to even say that. Like, what? I thought he was fucking with me. Honestly, that whole phone call, like, it was like him just being like, ugh. 
not I really couldn't believe that he was being serious I was like there's no way you're talking to your wife like this there's absolutely fucking no fucking way and I was like oh he's gonna surprise her that's what I, I was like because there's Me no too. way mm-hmm. but oh. no you're not my mother and he doesn't blame being British like we don't celebrate Mother's Day like that I guarantee you Ken Todd over at uh, Villa, oh, Ro- yeah. Villa Rosa it has lavished Lisa Vanderpump with some shit uh-huh. Guaranteed. Absolutely. Sutton arrives at the party with a roadie and she's kind of tipsy and it like freaks Crystal out. Like Crystal, it was kind of weird. Crystal's like, oh my God, you should, she should drink water. I'm like, okay, Crystal. I kind of like that Crystal was judgy though because Crystal would be. Yeah. I also feel like a little bit of what Kyle and Dorit was like said to her in the season has like now she's like oh shit was I wrong about this whole drinking thing is this <laughs> is a this thing a that I need to be concerned about because she has brought a roadie with her and that's just day class A mm-hmm. <laughs> and Garcelle Garcelle's like or coffee maybe she has some coffee I'm like you too okay shit alright yeah Erica, this is where Erica once again shows off her diamond knowledge and expertise but doesn't buy anything but just like picks them up and gives the stats like oh this is a 25 25- Cut diamonds, whatever the fuck. I'm like, got it, lady. This is this is giving me um, flashbacks of when she was up Diana's ass yep. in um, wherever the fuck they were, Aspen. Mm-hmm. And she was like so clearly wanting somebody, Diana, to like buy her something out of the stores because she can't afford it. And that's like how I felt like she's like, maybe if I hang around this table, somebody will buy me something. <laughs> like- Literally. And by the way, the editors also are making sure that we see Sutton making a strong drink. So, right. They want us to feel this way. Yes, absolutely. Uh, Anna Marie goes and gets Crystal. She goes to Crystal. She goes, can I steal you for a minute? And Erica's next to Crystal and goes, oh, God. (laughs) And Anna Marie goes, Erica. And Erica goes, yes, positive, positive. Sorry, positive. Uh, So they go and they talk. And honestly, it's stupid. I I really don't understand what they came to a conclusion on. It was an agree to disagree. Let's move on. I was confused by that whole fucking thing, too. But whatever. I wasn't invested in it enough anyway. Exactly. Okay, so they're they're sitting around, and Erica then brings up her issues with the group. I think all of us really like each other, but I would love it if we stood up for each other more. I was in a bad place, and I pulled myself out of it. But when I look at the other side, I think I was disappointed that certain people were not there for me. Sutton (laughs) raises her hand. Half of me wants an apology from certain people in this group. Sutton raises her hand. She goes, <laughs> me? For not believing in me, Sutton. <laughs> she, Erica's lucky she had Sutton there because it, it this could have gone a little bit darker. Yes. A little bit dirtier, if you will. But Sutton's like, I'm buzzed. I'll say sorry. Yeah. The other half of me says, no, if they wanted to apologize, they would. Dorit and Kyle are... Fairly, they're they're offended because they're like we fucking. They want to say we fucking supported you, even though everyone was screaming at us over it. Okay, yeah. So don't even one thing. And the fact that Erica remembers the one thing Dorit said. Well, at Kathy's dinner, when you said, you know, we've all been dragged into this. Like, wow, you you remember things for the wrong reasons. Yeah. You remember things like I'm going to use this at one point, and like all these resentments are just like stuck in your head. I do feel, okay, this is the only time I'm going to feel or stick up for Dorit. 
I feel like Dorit is get, getting the wrong blame for some shit. Like, there's shit that she, Dorit should be held accountable for. They refuse to. But it's, like, shit she doesn't do that they, they like, harp on her about. Like, Kyle saying that Dorit didn't, <laughs> like, stand up for her at the goddamn reunion when I, all I saw was her fucking do this. She said one fucking thing, and it wasn't even bad. And then same with Erica. She said one fucking thing. It wasn't even that bad. And she, Dorit's not wrong. She said, like, a lot of other nice fucking things. Like... <laughs> I'm I'm gonna stick up for Dorit within that. That's it though. That's it. That's it. No other people will get it. Um and Garcelle's like, look, I didn't want you to fall, but I had an opinion and I'm gonna stick by that. I'm happy she did because that really helped when this fucking documentary came out. Cause she was the only uh, one who was like, I'm sitting standing ten toes down on what the fuck I said before. That's my truth. <laughs> And Erica, it's like, you want these people to say something that's just not what it is. They're not going to be like, you know, you seem totally great with the victims and all that shit. Like, no, no, fully innocent. Uh Uh-uh. Sorry. We're just compartmentalizing this while we film this season. Right. Like, I I agree with everything everybody said. Like, Kyle's like, hey, like, I don't think that you knew, even though I don't believe you, Kyle, but Mm -hmm. you did say that. And, but But she's like, you didn't, (laughs) you didn't. You just didn't hold, like, you weren't being really empathetic towards mm-hmm. the victims. And that was our issue. That's all we were trying to fucking tell you is just try to seem like you're sad about it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> pretend. People are like, watching. Right. That's literally all. They were like, just pretend. Yeah, because, like, we're going to get asked about it. If you don't do it, then we get asked, why isn't she doing it? It's, like, it's fucking annoying. Yeah. Um, Sutton, Sutton says, you know, I'll apologize. <laughs> I swear, Sutton's just drunk. I'll say I'm sorry. You know, I didn't want you uh, to feel like that. And I made you feel like that. Erica's crying and Sutton's hugging her. And then Kyle feels like she's obligated to apologize. If you didn't feel like I was supporting you enough, I'm like, shut up, everybody. Yeah, no, that Kyle's like, I well, fuck. Now I do have to apologize because I'm not going to be sitting out here and yeah. act like, no. Kyle can but never. Erica's confessional. I'm not going to get the apologies that I want from everyone. Bitch, what else do you want? They panda Dorit and Garcelle immediately. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> but I've received a lot of closure. This is better than I expected, and it's really nice for Sutton to acknowledge her behavior. Fine. Fine, Erica. You are definitely, though, back to the villain that you were. Yeah. Because now, like, now I need to see what you're going to do next season. Yeah. And it's just uncomfortable. I think what I think actually what the hard part is now, it's just putting everyone else in a really uncomfortable situation. Right. Because they want us all to film together. But how are we supposed to set our morals aside and just be like, well, in this capacity, she's not a bad person. And I think that they for the most part, they they did. They were able to do that, which is why we were able to enjoy Erica Mm -hmm. for the short time that we were. And then here come the earrings again. Exactly. And, and she's dredging it up. It's like the timing was impeccable because that we start, we we're like, we were actively like, please just stop talking about this, the earring stuff. We were really trying hard here. And then the documentary was like, no, we're allowed to be still upset with her. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Like she's, she has done a good job of gaslighting us. And the f- funny fucking thing is we already knew she was gaslighting us because we, we said at the top, she's like, she's going to try to gaslight us. We and did. We, we just fucking let it. Because we're so tired at this we're point. We're tired. Like, everybody's exhausted. The cast is exhausted. We're exhausted. We want it to be fun. It's, was, it's been so dark on that show for uh-huh. the past couple of seasons. We were just like, let it be light. Uh-huh. So we, we wrote it out for as long as we could. Yeah. And then this documentary reminded us. And actually, 
I'm glad we're here. I'm glad we're ending here with the yeah. season. And we have this episode and the finale to remedy yeah. our choices. Yes. <laughs> Sorry about everything. Sorry about that. I've even had I've even had podcast reviews that were actually kind of they were nice. Like, love this podcast, but let's please remember Erica is a criminal or Erica is the bad guy or whatever it was. And I'm like, you know what? Fair. Yeah. It's I mean, I'm sorry we took that detour. We did. We detoured. We detoured because we, it was easier. Yeah. That's what it was. Um, okay, I'm gonna wrap this up so I can get my spray tan. So uh, Pia, I know. Thank you so much for for joining today. This was a fun one. And a long one too for us now. Remember when we used to do like two and a half hour episodes, three yes. hour episodes? Woo! Yeah. Um all right, guys, don't forget to follow Pia. She is blowing up on all the platforms. Pia JV, I'll put everything in the episode description. And I love you. Mean it. I'll see you next time. Bye. Bye. Thanks for tuning in to She's Speaking with Emily Hanks. This show is produced, hosted, and edited by me, Emily, and brought to you in partnership with Cloud10 Media. If you are looking for bonus content, check out the Patreon. The link is in the description. To show some support, you can hit that subscribe button and turn on notifications so you never miss an episode. Another free way to support the pod, please rate and or review on whatever platform you listen. It's free and it helps the algorithm or something. You can also head to buymeacoffee.com slash she speaks and buy me a coffee or two. Make sure you're following me on all social medias. I am She's Speaking with Emily Hanks across all platforms, threads, TikTok, Instagram, Facebook. That's it. Thank you guys. See you soon. Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the Roaring Twenties. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games.